0: Welcome to the Jax Rangers Show, a New England free Jax fan podcast. And now, Rangers, here's your host, Phil Harris huzzah rangers this is phil harris again here at the jacks rangers show episode 12 we are getting close to the end of the season we've got one more game left we will talk about that and also the previous game against the toronto arrows i told you guys arrows down and that's exactly what happened with the free jacks beating the arrows down in atlanta we've got kyle sequera fan favorite new england fan favorite kyle the eagle sequera on this week's episode as the special guest we will have chris lynn friend of the show join us for the breakdown of the toronto game the previous game and also previewing the atlanta game in the outrider segment dave is still on vacation so we got chris lynn to step in i'm excited as hell let's get to the episode here we go guys kick that mule baby woo All right, guys, got a huge show here. It's getting towards the end of the season. You would think that we'd be slowing down over here, but we're full steam ahead for the next couple weeks. Next week I'm gonna to try to have on Coach Ryan Martin to kind of break everything down, uh, sum up the season for us as he makes his way to Australia. Just wanna say thank you very much to him for such a great season. But you know, more into that next episode, obviously. We've got Atlanta coming into town, our first game at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy, Massachusetts this week. So I mean it's a it's a huge week for the free Jacks. I mean, this is a team that's having their first full season. They have a chance to finish in third place in the eastern conference which was highly competitive all year long you can't be too disappointed obviously our sights were set on the playoffs with our amazing home run there but you know it wasn't to be unfortunately the dirt packers of new jersey ruined uh and rained our on our parade there in trying to advance into the playoffs but hey that's just that's the way rugby works sometimes hopefully next year we'll come back better than ever we've got one more send-off here to have the players break camp hopefully with a big win against an amazing opponent in Atlanta. Wanted to give a couple shout outs here. Dan Power, and I believe it was Brian Hightower, on the broadcast of our game down in Atlanta, mentioned the Braveheart week that we've got planned for the first game at Veterans Memorial Stadium. This is an unofficial Dougie Fife appreciation game. It's really an appreciation of all the players, but what we're doing, uh, guys, as the Rangers out there and the 1st Regiment, which is the supporters group the first official supporters group of the free jacks we've got a plan to have everybody uh, that would like to join in uh, get themselves a kilt if you don't already have one maybe go to a thrift store and or maybe try to buy one quickly on amazon get it shipped here with prime shipping as quickly as possible uh, show up in your kilt if you've got blue face paint You know, put that on your face. We will have face paint available to anybody that wants to participate in the face paint. But we're showing up at Fort Quincy in Quincy, Massachusetts at Veterans Memorial Stadium. We are going to be rocking out. Guys uh, in the traditional kilt and the blue face paint to show our appreciation for not only Dougie Fife, but the entire team for their efforts all season long. This is something that we might do each year at the end of the year, maybe you know, switch things up a bit with the the outfits. But yeah, I mean, this is something that we've discussed with the first regiment, which is the again, the official supporters group that was started by Doc. I've been helping out with that. As the podcast winds down, I hope to help out with that more and more. We'll see how that goes in the future. Just wanted to uh, shout out the broadcasters for mentioning. The Braveheart week that we're going to have there at Fort Quincy. Another shout out goes to Ted Black. Uh, last week he was on there for the Outrider segment. As I mentioned, Dave is on vacation. We got Chris Lynn this week, but Ted Black, what a uh, awesome dude he is. He was fantastic. You know, can't say enough about Ted Black and the contribution he makes to the Jacks Rangers. We've had him on as a special guest previously, and now he's been on as in the Outrider segment, sitting in Dave's chair temporarily, of course. But what a guy. Really appreciate him coming on last week. But now I wanted to get right into the Outrider segment, guys. We're going to talk about Free Jacks news. We're going to talk about the win against Toronto and the upcoming last game against Atlanta to put a bow on this year's season, the 2020 season, putting a bow on that back. Bad boy and going out, hopefully, with a big upset win against Atlanta, who's just chugging along into the playoffs. So, here we go with the Outrider segment. This week, we got Chris Lind here on the Jacks Rangers show. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. I've got a special guest joining us in the Outrider segment here, Chris Lind, friend of the show. Dave is still on vacation. Chris, how the hell are you?
1: I am doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Hopefully, I can step up and fill. Big Dave's boots, we'll, we'll find out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm sure you'll do just fine. Let's get right into uh, pre-Jacks news. The Free Jacks have announced a pre-game cornhole tournament. Registration is required, but there's no entry fee. You just have to have a ticket to the Jacks Rangers game, of course, or the excuse me, the Free Jacks game. I wrote down the Jacks game, so that's what tripped me up there um, on July the 18th at Veterans Memorial Stadium. The tournament will run from 4.30 to 7 o'clock, which I believe is kickoff there. Uh, Mm -hmm. First place wins $500, and second place gets VIP passes. So that's pretty cool. You're going to be joining in on that?
1: I unfortunately will not be making the match. Uh, Army duty calls, so I will be down in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm going to try to catch it at night. But if you're really good at cornhole, it's free. So go run the table and win
0: $500. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, sure I'm not I'm... good, but you know. Yeah. Best of luck down there in Pennsylvania, man.
1: Yeah, hopefully it should be good. It's gonna be a fun time. Face paint, crawling around in the woods in the mud.
0: Be cool. Fun. We'll be ha- we'll have face paint at the game, but we'll just be wearing kilts. So no crawling around in the mud unless somebody's really drunk. I guess. <laughs> uh,
1: maybe. You know, I don't know. I'm there in Quincy, though. I wouldn't want to be drunk in the mud in Quincy. I just might be having a bad day on that one. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Pouasa Wakanabao was named to the MLR Geico 15. Congratulations to him. Well-deserved.
1: Yeah, he had some solid runs throughout the game and played pretty solid. So,
0: Absolutely. Right now, I'm going to share my screen, which I've done previously and other episodes to decent effect, sometimes not as good as others. But I wanted to let you guys know, observation from the round 17. The Jacks have been eliminated from the playoffs, frowny face, of course. After Houston failed to do us a favor against New Jersey, I mean, that was a tall task to beat them. Houston's been probably the worst team in the league. So, we were, I mean, you know, we put ourselves in that position where we needed help from other teams, and we just couldn't do right. it. Uh,
1: we went through two minutes there, though. <laughs> it went up five nothing. I was like, Hey, maybe we might get a favor here. And then oh and
0: it came back to reality. Unfortunately, uh, we still have a chance of finishing third in a very hyper competitive Eastern conference. So I mean, there's there's still yeah. stuff to play for here. So let me share my screen. Um, let me see. Hopefully there we go. Can you see this, Chris? I can. Okay, perfect. So what we're looking at right now, folks, if you're just listening to the audio version is I've got the scores up here. So rapid reaction, I'll read off the scores for our audio re- listeners only. Only So uh, Houston was at New Jersey, 19-54 to 54, New Jersey, winning that one. Um, the next game was San Diego Legion, 29, Old Glory DC, 38, which is kind of a surprise, I guess, um, to some folks. Here's a big one. Uh, the Gilcrest twins battled once again 17 Gilgronies, or as we like to call them on this show, the Jabronies. Thanks. Definitely <laughs> the uh, against L.A., which I never call them by their name because it's just so stupid, uh, 31. So they won that game. Um, this is our opponents this week, um, Atlanta, because I don't like to say the other rugby, blah, blah, blah. 41 and Utah Warriors, 31. So that was a pretty close match there. I didn't watch the highlights on this one, but, you know, based on the score, it looks like it was a pretty competitive game. Um, Free Jacks, our game, twenty-eight to Toronto Arrows, seventeen, and that game was played in Atlanta. And finally, we had the upset of the year, I would say, was old. Uh, excuse me, um, Nola Gold, who had everything on the line in terms of playoff implications, goes to Seattle and just absolutely got demolished, uh, six to Seattle thirty. Anything stick out there for you, Chris?
1: Yeah. So the two games that surprised me on the weekend, everything pretty much went as you'd expect, except for that big NOLA and Seattle game. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately we, you know, for us as free Jacks fans and for the free Jacks team, we just weren't close enough in striking distance. If, if NOLA had lost the week prior, that really would have helped us out. Um, And then, you know, I didn't really expect DC to beat San Diego. That was a weird one. Um, For sure. But, it is rugby, right? And you got to play yeah. the match. And D.C., I think, is a dangerous team. I think they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, three teams in the league that stick out to me that, like, on any given day can beat, beat somebody, and D.C. is one of them, us and Toronto being the other one. Yep. Our other two, sorry. So it's like, yeah. But, man, that NOLA score, I was like, wow. They really must have been missing that veteran leadership, Cam Dolan.
0: Yep. And
1: oh, I forget his last name, but the, the prop that looks like a Viking.
0: Oh, I uh, Is this? Uh, oh, my gosh. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he does look like a Viking. Can't remember I his, his last name. name is Matt.
1: I can't remember his last name. Yeah. But they're away with obviously the Eagles. So, yep. you know, missing some, missing some good Eagles there. And there, there's probably more, but I'm not super familiar with Noah.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you would think, and and by the way, um, the rugby wrap-up, which is one of the few shows that I do watch about rugby on a weekly basis, was pumping the tires of Nola Knight Osborne and that uh, Nola Gold team after they beat L.A. at L.A. Um, he had him on, and they were just loving him to death on there, and then yeah. you know, this week, they just came out and just crapped themselves, so it's, it's kind of interesting to see that, but they still have an opportunity to get, make the playoffs. It's just They have to play and I've highlighted this for the guys that are watching on the screen here. When you're watching the video later on Nola gold versus rugby United, New Jersey, as we call them here at New Jersey. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So that is going to be probably, you know, from the commentators minds, the game of the week because this has major playoff implications. Um, I don't know exactly the breakdown. I had it uh, up previously, but I must've brought it down there, but ultimately, this is the game to watch if you're trying to figure out who's going to get that second place for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's a quarterfinal.
0: Yeah, really. exactly. Then,
1: at the end of the day, that's what, that's what it is for those two sides. Mm-hmm. It just kind of sinks for Nola, the, the, the long road trip, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe a big-time hangover against the Guillotinis continues, but maybe a fire is lit under them after a terrible loss to Seattle. Who knows what Nola is going to show up? So we'll exactly. find out.
0: That's, they're having like an identity crisis right now hopefully they can figure that out because i am pulling for nola gold i don't want the new jersey dirt packers anywhere close to the playoffs Since yeah, I'm really, get it? I don't yeah, want to
1: i'm not as bad of a new york uh or new jersey sorry i'm on the show so they gotta go in new jersey i'm not as bad of a hater on new jersey only because personal side note my favorite football team is the new york football
0: giants go big blue gross all right uh, we'll move on
1: yeah moving on <laughs> That's a a story for another time.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Let's see here. So the the other game that I wanted to mention here is ours, of course. We've got um, Rugby Atlanta coming into our house um, on – this is Sunday, the July 18th at 7 p.m. on FS1. So this is FS1. This is the big uh, show, guys. So it's not FS2. So let all your friends and family know this is going to be a game that's on FS1. Um, and I will be there it's going to be awesome so I'll stop sharing the screen at this point there we go back here Um, yeah so let's move into the review of New England at Toronto so what I wrote down here is scoreless into the 16th minute until the Jacks give up a penalty in the scrum Toronto kicks a successful penalty kick and we're down 3-0 so uh, scoreless into the 16-minute there, but the Toronto was able to get on the board first. Toronto has several opportunities to make something happen in the first half, but they kept shooting themselves in the foot. I don't know if you noticed this uh, on the uh, the highlights there, but uh, what did, what did you see, Chris? Yeah, so
1: I feel like Toronto is very much mirrored how we kind of are, only worse, unfortunately for them and fortunately for us. It's very uh, thematic game i was there when they came up to our house and played and it was a very similar uh the free jacks what i love, love about them is they adapt their playing style so they went right back to their kind of kicking game even though it seemed to be generally good conditions they they tested toronto and yeah toronto just kept shooting themselves in the foot and we did a lot as well and that's what i was taking serious note of i was like man a lot of pressure we create great opportunities great work mm-hmm. um and stuff like that, only to be undone by throwing it away at the line out or making that one extra pass when you have clear support and you can just recycle and play. We have very capable players, Dougie Fife, Odin Waka, all these guys that can make stuff happen, but we wanna force it and score that try. And man, baby, when we're on, it is exciting to watch. But when we are not, it is frustrating. Uh, yeah. So very frustrating um, first 20, I would say for us. And then for Toronto too, I mean, they left, I think they left a couple of tries on the board Uh, They were just giving it away left and right, and we were fortunate for that. But maybe that's due to our defensive pressure because we are a good defensive side. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, we're quick to criticize the other team for not doing what they should be doing. But, you know, let's give ourselves some credit here. I mean, it may have just been our defense was messing with them and they couldn't get it over the line and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair play to say that for sure. At the 29th minute, the Jacks finally get on the board with a line out to mall try started and scored by Coetzee, who's one of our newer signings from South Africa. Um, This line out to mall try is going to be something that we talk about throughout this review here because it happened several times and it was beautiful to watch. Another great line out to mall. Okay, so let me skip over that. I just, oh, no, no, no. So this is what happened. So about five minutes later, there's another great line out to mall try for our Jacks at 30. Four minutes in by our boy uh, Billy who I'm a big fan of he's such he always has a smile on his face he seems like there's just the nicest guy in the whole world right I want to just
1: back up for a quick second to that that try and I think you said I'm pretty sure 29th minute 28th minute somewhere around there Um, what I had for that was it was a pretty furious sequence of play Mm -hmm. and this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about like I got frustrated as I was watching it because I was like Jackson Thebes who's a really good player right kind of scratching at the door for the Eagles he kind of outruns his support and gets all sorts of twisted wrong way in the tackle and then he gets it poached off him if you watch close it's gone but somehow joe johnson and that magical mullet gets stuck in there and he literally grabs it from the guy toronto i don't think the guy expected it and steals it back which leads to the the line out and the try like a minute later so that was unbelievable stuff from them a great bit of skill and when i watched that i was i was Whipping out in my cubicle in the office. I was having a good time. And the guys are wondering, they're like, hey, what are you doing,
0: LT? And I'm
1: like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm watching rugby. (laughs) So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Yeah, man. No problem. Um, So we've got the halftime score here, 14-3 to with the Jacks leading the way. Controversy again, though. So this happened, what was it, the week before? Um, and I want to say all the way back to the New York game where we had a controversial try. So what happened was the dra- the Jacks at the 53rd minute, Powassa seems to knock the ball on while being tackled near the end goal area. So if you're watching it on TV, obviously we weren't there and down in Atlanta. So the angle that the, uh, the uh, camera was taking was you don't really see a knock on happening from Toronto. It looks like that Powassa has spilled the ball forward in the tackle. Um, the ball goes forward here Perry Barlow aka Harry Barton as we call him on this show oh, jumps on it for a try. The referee speaks to the AR who then says it was a knock on by Toronto in the tackle. The try was awarded the try was made possible by a monster mall seconds early I did want to you know, mention that but what was your take on that controversial try. I got to be honest with you. My
1: opinion is no try, but loving the fact that we got to try. So I don't, you know, as a fan, I got to say loving the fact that we got to try a knock on and a tackle where the ball goes forward of the person carrying it. It was strange, but you know what? We rewind on our season back to NOLA, their controversial try at the end of the day, the referees call stands, right assistant referees same thing i love that about rugby it's a human game we got a benefit i don't think and in this particular case at nola it lost us the game yeah essentially here i don't think that the that the outcome was in doubt um i thought we controlled the game start to finish however um it was just nice to to get a break our way for once in a while you know absolutely and so that was where i kind of felt about it i was like wow where we finally get a break
0: yeah so my moment of the game happened at 57 minutes in. Another line-out to try, this time scored by Connor uh, Kendrick, Kendrigan. I think it was, yeah, what was that?
1: Kendrigan, I think. Is there we the go. List.
0: There we go. Yeah, he's an Irish lad. Um, this put the Jacks up 28-3. to so, I mean, this is just a series of, you know, things that were happening where it seems like the four just were absolutely dominating when they yeah. needed to. Um, they were, you know, taking their opportunities in their, in Toronto's territory. seems like we were playing the territory game and making sure that our forwards were dominating and able to score tries in this game. So that put us up 28 to three, uh, 60 minutes in. New Englanders know this score very well, but the Jacks are not the Atlanta Falcons, thank goodness. I did
1: not take note of that. I, wow. I I am surprised here on the show for the listeners. I did not take note of the 28 to three. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That could have been, I'm glad because I would have, I would have started getting nervous.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah man, I you know, I knew that they were able with that scoreline against this Toronto team, even though they were playing at home, it's in Atlanta and they've lost so many guys to the international call-ups. I felt like, you know, I felt very comfortable with that scoreline. Now, Toronto went on to score 14 unanswered points, but the damage was already done earlier in the game, and the Jacks' lead was just too much for Toronto on the day ultimately.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, you know, a lot of times people say the game is like the tail of two halves. I would say yeah. the second half was the tail of two 20s. We tied them in the second half. We both put, we'll put up 14 points each. We scored right. our 14 in the first 20, and they, you know, solidified the game and fin- finished it out with another 14 points. Uh, yeah. Definitely stakes for Toronto. Uh, I don't know. I should have probably done a little bit of research on this. Was any other team? so gravely affected by the international call-ups, then in,
0: I don't, I'm I don't not sure. think so they had like 14 guys missing man like that's right and it, so
1: what can you do what yeah. can you do so they played tough I really like the arrows um if they weren't an eastern conference or whatever we are eastern division yeah. uh if they weren't a rival I would definitely and I'm kind of a supporter when I watch them mm-hmm. you know I'll definitely watch their matches I think that they're fun to watch but equally frustrating if you're an arrows fan uh because they're similar to us where that's my theme i guess for the whole season for the free jacks i i know we're not kind of recapping the season but i think it's very thematic this game i thought we left a ton of points on the board and a ton of pressure like all of the look at how well that line out to mall was crushing the arrows mm-hmm. and we threw away at least two lineouts, yeah. um pretty bad after sustained pressure and that's that's how you get clinical. That's how you win rugby matches. That's how championship teams play. And that's the one thing that I think that this this side is is missing. Um, and then yeah. one more thing, I just kind of wanted to throw in there. Shout out to Connor kindrigan I caught, and so did the CBS crew. Thank God that incredible steal off the off the mall in Toronto. I have no idea the camera angles. Like it happened so fast. Right. Wow, magic. And then just stiff arming through. Like I think the Toronto Aeros players were like what? <laughs> what just happened? Right. That was our ball and not anymore. So that was a pretty cool, pretty cool sequence of play.
0: I did want to mention right here at the death here, we almost scored another try. So yeah. Conradi was galloping and Dougie Fife was in support as well, uh, but it was not to be as the ball was knocked on in the tackle, about a meter out from the end goal area. Um, Dougie actually scooped it up and like jumped in there into the try area, but uh, obviously the, the referee had seen the knock on and and the, uh, the try was not awarded there. But you know, great overall effort. This is a team that realized that they were not going to make the pe- playoffs that the day before because the Houston versus New Jersey game had already taken place. And they still came out and had a lot of fight, man. I mean, you can't ask for too much more than that. That's exactly what I'm expecting against Atlanta, too. Um, you know, right. we'll get to that in a moment. But, yes. you know, they didn't they didn't have to go in there and put in an awesome shift. But, by God, they did. I mean, this is team is – they don't quit, man.
1: And I know that the – you know, it's an away game down in Atlanta. And Atlanta is not uh, – uh, long flight from from boston area but you know remember too like i think that it's easy to look at this team versus this team and you know what's the records and the season and whatever but the free jacks are coming off what like a five or six game home stand i can't remember the exact number because i don't keep track but they've been home for quite a while Mm -hmm. at Fort union point and this was the last away game and they just you know it's kind of like a one just stuck in there weird and so it could have definitely been a weird match for sure and they, they were definitely on letdown alert yeah. um, because even though the arrows are depleted, they're still a dangerous team. And imagine, imagine if they had finished some of those opportunities in those first 10 minutes mm-hmm. and the free Jacks are suddenly 14, 17 points down when you're playing from behind, it changes the dynamics of everything. Exactly. So it was definitely, I don't, I don't want to say we escaped the game. I think the free Jacks, they're two and zero against the arrows this season. I think we're the better side. I think we proved that. Uh, but anything can happen as yeah, Lola Six, Seattle, whatever. So
0: it can yeah, happen exactly. to anybody. I agree. Um, let's talk about MVP before we move on to the preview against Atlanta. Uh, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. I think Joe Johnson is my MVP for this one. The first half, he was absolutely everywhere.
0: Uh, when, <laughs> I yeah, me too. I've got Joe Johnson on here as well, my friend.
1: He was everywhere. There was a little bit, one, I was disappointed, but I had to be disappointed in the whole side when um, – when Toronto took that quick tap and took that try, he was the one closest to the ball. I mean, he really can't play the man because it's another penalty, right. but everybody was caught sleeping. They turned their backs and why, and he was one of them. That, that stinks. Uh, yeah. But I thought he had a monster game. He was all over the place bothering them at the breakdown. And I think it really affected their game.
0: Yeah, for sure. I always have a hard time picking these, uh, the MVP, but this was such a forward dominated game that I felt like it had to go to a forward. And I went with the captain over the past two games who put in a great shift. And that is Joe Johnson, as we're talking about here. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think we were a little surprised on the Jack Ranger show that he was selected as captain, like full captaincy because I mean, I know that Dave mentioned him a little bit, um, but we would, we were assuming that the captain would be Waka and then there would be a vice captain. And we talked about it, but we really didn't hone in on him being the captain. So, you know, obviously we're not in the locker room. We don't know exactly what the team is thinking. And um, ultimately he's been a great captain for the past two games. I think his performances have been fantastic the past two weeks and really the whole season. Um, the broadcasters were just, you know, piling on the praise as they were watching him perform in this game. And, you know, I really hope that he comes back next year for us because I think he's been outstanding at seven.
1: I do too. He's, he's been playing really good. I think his worst match was probably against Nola at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even still like how, when your worst match is still really good, you know, and obviously I think you're, you're right on the money. There's gotta be some sort of locker room dynamic. You wouldn't, from the outside looking in, I, I completely right. agree. Right. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. I, I, I yes. had no problem with it. And obviously he's done a, an out, outstanding job and they picked him for a reason. And I yes. think that they picked correctly, but there ha- has to have been a, a locker room dynamic with the boys. Uh, yes. Something they must've, I don't know, maybe it's that magic mullet.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, him and Kyle uh, Sequeira have the magic mullets. Um, uh, musket-sized pants scent. This is a tradition that we have here on the Jacks Rangers show. Uh, this is just, you know, calling out an opposition player that you really enjoyed watching. For me, that was Manuel Pantera Montero. Uh, the Argentinian is six foot four and 250 pounds. He can play on the wing, center, and fullback. He's a try-scoring machine. I don't think he scored a try in this one, but he did give – he had one assist – to one of his uh, teammates there on uh, the arrows. And one thing I will say about the arrows before we get uh, we move on to anything else here. Um, I don't know if you heard this during the broadcast or the highlights that you were watching. Every time they scored a try, there was a, um, a sound over the PA system that sounded like an airplane. But I'm thinking to myself, that's not what the arrows are. Like, you know, the A-E-R-O-S arrows is completely different than the arrows that they are, which is, you know, shooting an arrow from a bow. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What kind of mixed messaging are you? I understand it's in Atlanta, so that's not the home field for them. But like, what kind of mixed messages are you sending there when you're doing an airplane sound?
1: You know, I think that that's the growing pains of a brand new professional league and yeah, a, and a yeah. team. You know, a bunch of Canadians down in down in the deep south. We're so right. definitely out of water.
0: And um, to, to be fair, it's a lot of South um, Americans pretending to be Canadians in Atlanta. Also
1: true. Also true. I don't know how much influence they have over the marketing department, but whoever, whoever's on that, figure it out.
0: Right. Exactly. So that's, I'll leave it there. Let's move on to our preview. Let me tell you a little bit about Atlanta guys. Atlanta will be slithering their way up to veterans Memorial stadium this weekend. They have secured first place uh, atop the highly competitive Eastern conference. The Rattlers have won 11 games and only lost four including a win over our free jacks on may the 15th 33 to 18 in atlanta this will be interesting uh with the regards to the mat uh, the matchup what type of lineup do you think um you know is going to be traveling with because again they've already secure- secured the number one spot in the east for the playoffs do you think they're going to rest some players chris um
1: it's an interesting it's interesting you know smart money would say hey you can take a knock someone can take a really bad you know whatever, ACLs, things can happen. So we're the number one seed. Let's this game is essentially meaningless for Atlanta. Let's, let's rest some players, but rugby is a fluid and continuity based sport. So you want to keep those connections firing and maybe it's a way, maybe it's a, maybe they bring all their starters and they experiment with some things Mm -hmm. again, when they're unconcerned with the result, you know, you become pretty dangerous as the free Jacks have been as well. Um, So you know, it, it'd be interesting to see what they uh, what they decide for selections. Um,
0: it will definitely. I hope
1: they bring their full team.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, you know, you want to beat them with their best players on the pitch, obviously. But um, yep. if they want to rest some guys, I'm kind of okay with that too. Because guess what? It might it, it kind of bodes better for us potentially um, at home. So overall, what is your impressions of Atlanta, Chris?
1: I think that they're probably they play the most complete eighty minutes
0: of everyone. I think
1: that they. I've only caught a couple of their games, but from what I see, they build the pressure and they finish. So, you know, you're going to win rugby matches like that and you're also going to lose at times, but they've beaten some of the top teams, you know, in the competition yeah. and, you know, they dropped a couple, I haven't followed them super closely, but I just think that they're tough all around. Yeah. And I think, again, when we want to talk about how international call-ups, I don't know that they lost anybody. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not I, again, I'm not a super fan. I'm a free Jacks fan. Yeah, Jackson, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, me too, man. Like I don't, yeah. I don't see every single game that other teams play. I mean, I'll, I'll watch one from time to time, like week to week or whatever. But um, I mostly will try to watch the highlights. Uh, nice. I know they've got some talented players on there. I'm not sure exactly sure. who is called up for Atlanta,
1: They're but a little South African heavy. Yeah, um, just looking at the names on the roster but i don't know if some of those guys just have i mean they're kind of akin i mean they play there at life university i mean for anyone that's followed rugby in america for a while life university is the is powerhouse of both the men's and the collegiate level there's a huge south african connection there so that you know that's how to build the base for a lot of the teams and i think that they've built their base there yeah and they play a good brand of rugby I, I think that they play a complete game so
0: i agree they're tough as nails, too. Their their forwards are really beasts out there on the field. You know, you don't – I know that they burned us a couple times with their backs in the last game. But, I mean, a lot of that can be attributed to forwards. I'm a forward myself back from back in the day. So, you know, mm-hmm. I always want to give credit to the, the, the Dirty Boys there, um, roughing everybody up and, and making those tries happen for the backs. But um, I, I know that Chris um, – excuse me, um, Scott Lawrence is the coach there. Uh, He's an American, which is pretty rare in MLR to have a head coach as an American. He does a fantastic job. So um, these guys are super dangerous. Obviously, if you just look at the if you know nothing about Atlanta other than the standings, you would say, "Oh, this seems going to be tough. And and they should be. Um, I don't think this is going to be a very um, runaway game for the Free Jacks by any means, even if uh, Atlanta brings up, you know, not all of their star players. Um, This is going to be a really close one. It's going to be a nail biter, in my opinion. Um, What is your key to the game?
1: So my key to the game is I, I kind of touched on it earlier in our discussion is they have to finish their chances. So if they win turnover ball, get a penalty and the lineup and they get the line, out, they have to make something come of it. Either draw a penalty, put it through the sticks and get the kickoff and, and we go or score tries. Because if they're not, when you talk about strength or strength on the side. I mentioned it before as well. Atlanta plays the full 80. So do we. Look at that last gasp try against New York that totally was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, we just don't stop playing, but neither do they. And so when you run into a team who matches you strength for strength, you've got to beat them somewhere. So we've got to finish our chances. If we lose those frustrating moments, if, if those moments frustrate us and we come away with nothing, they're going to get out in front. Yeah. And then they will finish the game. And I don't think we'll win if, if we make those, if we don't win those moments.
0: Yeah, So we're going to win the
1: moments. That's my key to the game.
0: I think these these two teams are extremely well coached. Um, and yes. we're not going to be able to get away with, you know, what you're talking about there, where we miss opportunities. You know, Atlanta will see that and say, okay, <laughs> we're going to score on you now since you didn't score yourselves. You know, right. so that's probably what's going to happen. And, it, you know, we can't miss our, our opportunities to score, as you're saying. My key to the game is much more emotional because I've kind of been that way the past couple of weeks. Once I knew that we were going to have a difficult time getting into the playoffs, it went away from logic and it moved more towards, it's not even about the opponent anymore. It's about us. Uh, right. So what I wrote down from a very good show, Friday night lights, the TV show from a couple of years back, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. This is the last game of the season for 2021. You want to end on a high note. So you got to put it all out onto the pitch. So our fans are going to be there. It's our first home game at Veterans Memorial Stadium, Fort Quincy. You want to put on a show for our fans. Make sure that we come back next year um, and be excited. So you don't want to leave um, the the um, the uh, the pitch there thinking, oh, we we could have done some more. You know, you want to pour it all out because some of these guys. I mean, let's just be honest about it. They're not coming back next year. Um, There's no way that 100% of this roster is coming back. So some of these guys it's their last opportunity in, in mlr maybe they're going on to bigger and better things maybe not but you got to just show out man you know it, it's been a, it's been a good season go ahead sorry
1: well well no my i completely agree and you know for people that don't go to the game or or know this the free jacks you know the, the fans clapped them off right along the rails there and a lot of a lot of the team like So some of the guys that don't come over, they don't come over because they have to go do interviews or there's professional obligations there, but pretty much the entire team, if they don't have any, if they're not running, go see their family, they're coming to get clapped off by the guys. I think that they, that they play for the fans. I think that that really has an effect on them. And, you know, I can't agree more with what you said. I think that if they go forward and they have that clear mind, that full heart, hopefully good things happen. But man, if we get those lineouts. Don't throw it not straight. Come on. Yeah. You eat them. And I think that they'll get them. I think that they'll execute. Yeah, I think they can have a good weekend.
0: So I'll go to our predictions. I'll go first, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. Atlanta, 17. The New England Free Jacks, 20. So an extremely close game, probably coming down to the last couple minutes here. Maybe we get um, a penalty and is able to kick it through to win the game.
1: Yeah, so... You're not going to like my predictions. I think that if Atlanta brings their full side, I just think that they're too much. Okay. There's been just too much of a pattern throughout the season. It's not going to get corrected in one game of just missing too many opportunities. So if Atlanta brings their full side, Atlanta 24, Free Jacks 10. They're going to get out in front of us, and we're just not going to be able. We're going to make mistakes, and they'll and they'll capitalize. Okay. But if they're if they are resting people, I see Free Jacks 17, Atlanta
0: 15. Okay. So uh, for the graphic, Chris, uh, we always just have one score on there. So if you had to guess, is Atlanta bringing their full squad or not for for the the, the prediction here?
1: I think that they will. I think that they need the continuity going into the playoffs. They might, I think that they're going to run on their full side. And then I think what's going to happen is regardless of how the match is going, substitutions will be run on. I think that they're going to come out, try some wild stuff, if it goes their way and they start winning, they empty the bench.
0: Gotcha. All right. So, for the first time ever, guys, on the Jacks Rangers show, we have one of our guests uh, predicting a loss for the Free Jacks here on the what Outreach. I
1: see. I know it broke my heart, but I got to be true to what I feel.
0: Hey, man. Right. Hey, on.
1: I hope that I, hey, listen, full disclaimer. I hope that I'm wrong. Of
0: course. <laughs> I hope that I'm wrong. I say this all the time about Carolina athletics and specifically football. Um, I don't think we're going to win, but I hope I'm I'm wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Watch. Cause watch and and that's the thing is I'm, I'm usually terrible at predicting games. So just the free Jacks by foe was the only like thing that I got right in my entire prediction life. So that being said, anticipate a free Jacks win because I'm terrible (laughs) at picking scores and watch. It'll be something crazy like 42 to five. It'll be like a la Seattle Noah. It'll be something crazy.
0: Dude, I'll tell you what, if, it, if it's that high scoring and the Free Jacks win by that, I'm going to be completely drunk. Uh, we're already wearing kilts, guys. So I just want to mention on the Outrider segment, real quick, if anybody's just only watching the video portion of this. Prior to the game, we've decided we're going to be wearing kilts for this game. It's called Braveheart Week. Um, so, kilts and blue face paint will be there's going to be at least 10 of us for sure confirmed wearing kilts to the game. Just as an appreciation to the, the players in general and obviously Dougie Five, who's our favorite player here on the You
1: mentioned G- that on CBS, by the
0: way. What's that? They mentioned that on CBS. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did take place. Yep. You're right. So Dan Power and uh, I believe it was Brian Hightower were nice enough to mention that on the the national broadcast. So there's no going back now, guys. We have to do it.
1: Absolutely. You're stuck now. (laughs) I heard I saw it on the news. It's gotta be true.
0: Exactly. So this has been awesome, Chris. We'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Uh, I believe Dave is back from vacation next week. We're kind of running out of shows here, guys, for at least this season. But we're going to have at least two more episodes for sure. So if we can have Chris back on, that would be fantastic. Uh, you've been a, a great help to us in the outrider segment here this time around. I appreciate it. This was awesome.
1: Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to Dave put, being back in the seat. Yeah, it's back in the hot seat. Dave, get back from vacation. I hope you had a good time, but get back to work, my friend. I'm out. All
0: right, huzzah. Let's
1: ride. Huzzah, let's ride
0: all right rangers mount up give us your feedback normally chris lind is the one providing a lot of feedback on each show that we do here but now on episode 12 he was in the hot seat in the dave seat for the outriders segment so provide some feedback for chris and myself how did we do let us know on email at jacks show at gmail.com send us any type of email you would like you can also send us a comment or dm in our social media it's at jacks rangers on facebook twitter instagram All of that fun stuff. We're even on Twitch, guys. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. Maybe one day we'll do some gaming, some rugby gaming on there. If they could make a half decent rugby game, that would help a lot. But the one that I still play to this day is Rugby Challenge 2, I believe is what it's called. It's on my Xbox. So I like to fire that up every once in a while. I'm a big FIFA guy, play it all the time. I know that's blasphemous to say on a rugby podcast, but yeah, that's probably the best sports game out there is FIFA. All right, transitioning here into our special guest. I mean, what can you say about Kyle the Eagle Sequera? Investigator, actor, rugby player fashion trendsetter with his hair just an all-around amazing dude really enjoyed talking to Kyle we did this interview a couple weeks back but I wanted to get him on the show because I know he's such a fan favorite in New England he is New England born and bred guys so he's one of us uh, well I Is it fair for me to say one of us? I mean, I've been living here for 11 years. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that I am a adopted New Englander at this point. So yeah, he's one of us. And it's just a pleasure to have him on the team. Every time he gets onto the the pitch at home, there's such a roar of the crowd. And a lot of that is just me yelling because I'm so excited to see him come onto the field and finish out the game as one of the finishers. So yeah, here's Kyle. (laughs) Really enjoyed talking to him. Here's the interview with Kyle, the Eagle Sequera right here on the Jax Rangers show huzzah baby huzzah rangers this is phil harris i'm joined by our buddy here kyle the eagle sequera this is the jacks rangers show kyle how the heck are you
2: doing good how about you
0: not too bad man it's a pleasure to have you on the show you're a fan favorite of our beloved free jacks i know you got some water i've got a baxter beer let's crack these bad boys open
2: (laughs) nice water here
0: (laughs) We don't want to have, uh, you you have any issues with Ted Lasso, so you can drink that water, my friend. Um, The Free Jacks investigators, any plans for a show? Any plans to act after rugby?
2: Uh, (laughs) All right. The Free Jacks investigators is very interesting when it was approached to me uh, by, Uh acting, I don't know, it's still up in the air. I mean, I'll honestly do anything. Um I mean just, I just don't know. It when I'm in front of the camera, like I just don't really uh just whatever comes in my mind just sure. really comes out first thing and it's pretty much how it happens. So
0: that's great. <laughs> A natural talented actor here, folks. <laughs> so yeah. <I> think- <laughs> I think it would be hilarious to have you and the mechanic uh, do like a sci-fi mystery show on the rugby channel. Hopefully we can pitch that to them at some point. They need some content, more content on there. (laughs) Where are you from, man? That'd be
2: awesome. (laughs) Uh, I'm from Putnam, Connecticut.
0: Connecticut, all right. Uh,
2: So, uh, yeah, a little uh, town in northeast Connecticut.
0: Okay, so you're a New Englander? Uh, Share your um, your rugby. Born and raised. Yep. Share your origin story. How did you find rugby?
2: Um, So I started playing my freshman year of high school. Um, I went to Bishop Hendricken High School in Warwick, Rhode Island, Uh, and it was just something to do uh, in between hockey and football, just to stay in shape and whatnot. Um, And then really ended up going to high school for hockey. But uh, once I started playing rugby, I really fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And kind of by my junior year, I decided I really wanted to uh, pursue that instead of hockey. Um, And yeah, we went on a tour of England and Wales my junior year of college or not of high school, sorry. And uh, that pretty much just like after going on that trip, I was all in on rugby. After that point,
0: <laughs> nice, nice, very cool. Um, how did you end up playing for the Free Jacks? How did how did that come together?
2: Um, let's see. So when I was a senior in college, um, I we played in like some tournament or some cup final against Iona at Fairfield, and uh, Schmitty and Kareem were there. Um. And then a couple weeks later, after that, they just were like, "Hey, we know you're a local New England guy. We wanted you to come out for a couple practices over the winter." And yeah, pretty much the rest is history after that.
0: Wow, that's awesome! I'm wearing your shirt. How how strange is it, or weird is it that you have your face on a shirt, man? Is that surreal at all?
2: Um, yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird. Um, but at, all my friends, lo- all my friends love it. Every, like my friends, family, everybody. Buys the shirt, so yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta keep them happy, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's a day in the life of the Eagle look like? Um, like if you're preparing for a match, if you're going to practice, like how do you do that?
2: Uh, all right, if it depends. So, the way I look at it, if it's like a later game, um, or practice, you really don't want to put your mind to it right when you wake up you want to just take some time for yourself, mm-hmm. um, usually go get a coffee with the guys and then, you know, play some cards, uh, something to do around the hotel, yep. uh, maybe get some treatment in, stuff like that. And then uh, maybe like an hour and a half out from game time, really start to focus in, um, go to the team meetings. By the time you're on, get to the field, you're really just ready to go. Right.
0: Okay. Very Cool. Um, so I know you're drinking water, but when you're, uh, let's say when you're not in season, um, what uh, what beer do you drink? What kind of craft beer do you, do you like?
2: Oh man, um, well my parents are big craft beer par- people.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so we all my parents love. Well, we're really close to Treehouse, so yeah, my parents love Treehouse. Okay. Um, they love the Alchemist or like Heady Topper stuff like that. Um, Baxter's pre- pretty good, to be honest with you. I agree. Um, try and think what else. Um, but usually start usually in the off season if we're on if I'm with my family or whatever, we usually start off with a couple bloody marys. That's really that's what really gets us going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll speed up the process, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's better, uh, lobster rolls or clam chowder?
2: Wow. Let's go with clam chowder. Big okay. soup guy. There
0: you go. All right. Um, who do you get along best with on the team?
2: Who do I get along best with? Uh, probably Quentin Newcomer. Okay. We're best friends. We, we uh, so to start out, we weren't really best friends. Uh, he was really quiet. We didn't really talk much. Um, but then we ended up going on a trip to New Zealand, uh, me, him, and one other person. And now – we're best friends.
0: That's
2: cool. Um, We're usually talking every day, so. Oh,
0: nice. Very cool. Yeah. So do you live with some of the guys? Do you have uh, roommates there?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh live with 15 other guys on the, on the team.
0: <laughs> How does that work? I mean, logistically.
2: Uh, logistically, we have two team bands at the house. Um, and then a couple guys have their cars here, too. So.
0: Okay. How many
2: bathrooms? <laughs> uh, all right, good question. Um, so like it's like a two duplex sort of house. Okay. It's like a um, and there's a bathroom on so there's a bathroom on the first floor, and then there's two bathrooms on the second and third floor. Okay. So I share a bathroom with only two other people. All right, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. Not, yeah, that's not bad at all. And what honestly, is- like the house itself, like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, coming from living in a rugby house in college with eight other dudes to come to this, yeah, it's a lot better living here. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, other than yourself, who has the best hair on the team?
2: Oh, um, I mean, the mechanic himself has nice real, real mullet going for himself. He also does haircuts for the boys. Oh, nice. Um, he's working on his barber skills, so yeah. uh, I he's think maybe Billy. Villy has a nice little throw going on there, too, so, uh, yep. Yep. yeah, he has to be up there.
0: You know, I do uh, fan profiles on this thing, and the people that I've interviewed, there's been a couple people that have given, like, the honorable mention for Waka with his man bun situation he has. <laughs> All
2: right, he could be up there, too.
0: <laughs> I mean, everybody, you know, of course, says you first, and then it's kind of like a distant second place situation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who on the team do you not want to mess around with? Who has an edge about them? Who would you not want to prank because they might, you know, be a little angry at you?
2: Oh, man. Um, there's a couple, actually. <laughs> um, I mean, Vion probably wouldn't want to prank him a lot. He's okay. a little scary. Okay. Uh, Evan Geist, yep. he's, he's a little crazy. And then uh, Peter. 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 Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: he's an interesting character. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure all of y'all get along just fine. I was just wanting to yeah. ask a question: Who has a little edge about him? All right. Um, who is your MVP so far this season, and why is it Douglas Fife the Third? That's not his real name. I just, I just, I bestowed no, that no. name on him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's a um, Dougie's up there. Uh, I mean, just the way he runs and moves the ball. He scored so many, he's scored so many tries already. I'm, yep. I'm pretty sure he's up there in the most tries in the in the league right now. So, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, him, walks. Yep. Um, you give Vion, um, Seth. The, I mean, there's so many guys that yep. could be MVP. You know, um, for sure. But I would say you have to probably give it to Doug just for all out performance scoring. Running that many meters every game, so
0: he does a great job for us for sure. Is there any team that you just don't like? Not the players, of course. We're not talking about players, but the name, the logo, the venue where they play.
2: <laughs> All right, um, ah, man, um,
0: I can answer for uh, you so- if you don't want to say. I- I'll-, I'll just.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, L.A. and Austin's name obviously a little weird. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, they have world-class – like, L.A. has a world-class facility, so I can't really mm-hmm. – but, uh, I mean, I don't know, something about New York, man. I
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't. Spoken like a true New Yorker, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there uh, you go. They're just Something about New York new- is – Yeah, exactly.
2: Rows me the wrong way.
0: There you go. Perfect answer, my friend. All right. Um, other than the Free Jacks, what other pro sports teams do you support and why?
2: Oh, I, I love the Bruins. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch them every single day. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. Of course. Uh, I went to college in western New York, like an hour and a half south of Buffalo. Okay. Um, so that was a little rough um, yeah. <laughs> with all the Bills fans there, but it was – Fun winning all the Super Bowls. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> just
2: sho- shoving it in their face, but they're kind of getting back to me now for uh, yep. but whatever. We'll yeah. be back there.
0: Yeah, we'll get uh, back there, yeah. Just a matter of time. But yeah,
2: definitely a big Bruins and uh, Patriots fan.
0: Right on. I'm from North Carolina. I don't know if you can tell by the accent. I'm drinking here, so it's coming out a little bit. But I always loved hockey. We had a, um, a club team or a, a, prefer- a minor league team, the Checkers, uh, in Charlotte. So I always went to games when i first people when i moved up here people were trying to explain hockey to me like i didn't know and i was like no 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 man i i go to hockey games all the time it's just you know it's the south i mean it's not a big hockey area of course but we have teams yeah i've got two bruins jerseys you can't see in the closet over there so i'm a big bruins fan for sure
2: yeah i have a Charger jersey like old chargers from when i had probably like oh9 2010 and then i got uh Pasternak jersey from the last one or classic, so.
0: Nice. Yep, I've got a char jersey and a Bobby Orr jersey. It's actually an alternate, Ooh. like, from the, the starter days back in, like, what was that, the maybe late 90s, where they have the um, the teddy bear logo.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that, like those that. ones are sick.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, some people don't like them, but I love them. All right, final thing here, Kyle, uh, before I get you out of here, we got one word association, so I'm going to say a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind, all right? all right mags
2: Owner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right uh kenny uh friend okay coach ryan martin
2: um uh, hmm. mustache
0: yeah there you go so this is just a selfish one for me jack's rangers <laughs> over there <laughs>
2: uh, great podcast
0: oh there you go perfect waka
2: Um, probably, uh, man, you have so many ways with this one. Um, just absolute rugby beast.
0: There you go. Rooney.
2: Oh man. Uh, enemy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gil gronies.
2: Um, I don't even know. Don't even know what that is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good, man. All right. I appreciate your time, Kyle. Let's do this again sometime. You were awesome. The Eagle is uh, is here, but he's got to go. He's got to fly away. Appreciate it, Kyle.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, guys, that about wraps her up for the episode. Send us some questions and comments so that we can read them out and answer any questions that you have on the next episode. Send them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or by email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Kyle was a trip, man. If you watch the video version of the interview, he's holding the phone down. He's on Zoom on his phone and he's holding it down in like a, like he's a, a above type of shot there. So I was wondering, like, why is he? Do- Doing that, and I figured, hey, he's the eagle man. He's always above us, flying around. So makes perfect sense, right? When you think of it that way. I did want to get you out of here, as we always do, or try to do every single week. So on this day in American Revolutionary War history, Philadelphia lawyer Captain Christian Huck and 130 Loyalist cavalry were. Defeated by 500 Patriot militiamen at Williamson Plantation in South Carolina. This was in 1780. So, getting close to the end of the war at that point. Revolutionary War, quote. Of the day. Those who stand for nothing fall for anything. And that was Alexander Hamilton. So, yeah, guys, that wraps her up. I just wanted to say thank you for listening in on episode 12 of the Jacks Rangers Show. Beat Atlanta this week. Make sure you get your kilts and your face paint ready. And let's storm into. Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy, Fort Quincy, as brave hearts to see out the final game of the season in the 2021 season for our New England Free Jacks. Woo! Let's go, let's ride, huzzah! See you there, guys.